Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Equipped to Be podcast with Connie Albers. I am your host. I'm so glad that you joined us. I am often asked, what resources, what curriculum can I use to teach and train my children? And I have to say, BJU Press Homeschool, I'm delighted that they have partnered with Equipped to Be. Why? I've known them for a long time, and we actually use some of their products when we were homeschooling, but that's just one reason. Let me tell you a little bit more. All of their resources are created with a Christian worldview, an education from a worldview that shapes how our children see the world, experience it, process it. Now, it's true. We are living in a very divided culture right now. And Bible things are hard to come by, and they're also not always accurate. But the Bible is still true. In all things, we can rely on it. So all of BJU Press materials, they teach Christ's power, the Lordship through the big story of creation. You can trust it. It's academically rigorous. It's based on solid truths. And they know exactly how to help homeschoolers find success in their journey of raising their children and educating them. Check it out, bjupresshomeschool.com. I'll have this in the show notes as well. I have another guest in the studio, and I, I am just delighted about this because Kristen Jensen is really making a difference in helping to protect our children and giving parents tools that they can use to help their children protect their mind. And her company is Defending Young Minds. And so we're just going to talk about some things you can do and some pretty touchy topics that we want to dive into because it's what you're facing. If you've got children or grandchildren, nieces, nephews, you're an educator or you work in a counseling office or you interface at all with children, this information will be super helpful for you. She's got a couple of books out that we're going to talk about, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and what we need to do, the simple plan to protect young minds. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Kristen and what she's doing. So Kristen is the internationally acclaimed author of the number one Good Pictures, Bad Pictures series. They're a read-aloud series, and she is the founder of Defending Young Minds and the CEO of Glen Cove Press. Her work is dedicated to helping raise empowered, resilient this is important, screen smart kids in a world, frankly, that's filled with both good and bad media choices. And you know, we face it every day with our kids, with our grandkids, with those that we work with. Kristen lives with her husband in Washington state and considers their children and grandchildren to be her greatest contribution to the world. I couldn't agree more with you, Kristen. Thanks for joining me on the Equipped to Be program. Thank you, Connie. It's so nice to be here with you. So, Kristen, tell me more about you. I know I read your bio and told you all that, but tell me more about you and what led to this. Yeah, well, I never planned to write a children's book about porn for kids. <laughs> I definitely never saw that in my future, but 
life has a way of taking you on interesting journeys. So I moved to a new city, and in this new town, I met a woman who had a large family. She was homeschooling. She was trying to protect her children. And what happened was they found out that their 17-year-old son was sexually molesting most of his younger siblings. And uh, porn was a big part of this. And so she called me one night, told me this tragic story of her family and all of the consequences and fallouts. And I thought, those younger kids need to know how to reject pornography. They need to understand, you know, why it's so harmful. And I looked the next day, I woke up with this, just this pulsating thought in my brain that young kids need to be warned about pornography because they're getting into it at younger ages. So I looked for some books on Amazon, thought there would be a few choices, and there was nothing. And I thought, how can we have such a huge, maybe it's kind of like a silent problem, but it's a huge problem, and nobody is talking about it, and nobody is helping. And I would, I'm not saying nobody, but I'm saying that it wasn't, there was no books out there, like read aloud books for parents to use with their children on this topic. There are with like, you know, body safety and those kinds of issues, but nothing for pornography. And I just started doing a lot of research and writing about it. And that's the genesis of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. So when you started writing about this, what was the reaction from the community? It was interesting because some people that I told about this project were like, what? Seven-year-olds need to know about pornography and they just, that's just wrong. You know, we should let them in have their innocence. But I, I thought, well, they can protect their innocence a lot more if they know how to reject pornography when they see it, right? And it doesn't pull them in to it. So I got that rejection. But then when it went on Amazon, I mean, it immediately became a number one bestseller in various categories. So obviously there was a need for this and it continues. So we're nine years now from publishing this book and it just continues to grow. So I think that parents really feel a need to have help in this area, even though there are some that question why kids so young need it. If they are questioning, they don't know the reality of what kids are getting into, and they're not telling their parents about it. They're being silent, being secret about it, and I'm sure you know nothing good comes from that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've worked with children having written Parenting Beyond the Rules, and that came out of working with tweens, teens, and college kids for about, I don't know, 25, 30 years. And these kids would come often to our home, and they'd want to just chat. You know, they'd come over to hang out, and have some food, have some fun. But then inevitably, it would lead to conversations, weighty matters that were on their heart. And I never forgot this one particular story of a person who was actually addicted to porn. Uh, was a high schooler and didn't know what to do, couldn't stop, kept trying, but it was just so easy to click and then click again and click again. And he needed almost like a confession to me to say, I'm doing this, what do I do? And here, I'm not his parent. I wasn't part of the family and there was a safety almost for him. And, and one of the things with all the kids when they would share numerous struggles they were having in, in this area. And I would say, why don't you tell your parents? Fear of disappointing their parents. Right. Fear 
of getting in trouble. Like they'd kid, the parents would take the computer away for the rest of their life right. or their cell phones. Fear, shame, and why can't I stop this? With the shame of I'm doing this came the guilt that, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You know it. So it was just this vicious cycle that they were on. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And why can't we just get in there early, teach our kids what pornography is, so give them a definition, teach them about the harms and the dangers of it, and then give them a plan, right? And that's what the good pictures, bad pictures do is give them a definition, a warning, and a plan. And it opens up that conversation between parent and child. So the child knows they can come to the parent and talk to them. And we on defendyoungminds.com, we are always, you know, helping parents with these kind of digital parenting issues. There's no shame in being curious about pornography. That's a human, normal, biological response. So we can't shame our kids for being human. Now, if you have robot kids, you don't have to worry about this, right? But (laughs) if you have human kids, this is something you need to prepare them. And in my book for seven to 11-year-olds, this book talks a lot about, uh, in the definition of what bad pictures are, right, what pornography is, we talk about how it makes you feel. It can feel like the pull of a giant magnet, right? But if you follow that, there are big problems down the road. So let's look into those, right? Addiction is one of them. And that's what this book talks a lot about is the brain, the thinking brain, the feeling brain, how they work together, but how pornography can hijack the brain, can trick the brain into an addiction. And so we want to, in essence, addiction-proof our kids. This actually is helpful for any addiction, to be honest. Substance, because they all work the same. They all work in the reward center. They all work with dopamine in the brain. So parents, if they could just like make it a normal topic, right? So their kids know. And Connie, can I just give you one story about how that actually worked? Oh, I'd love it. So a mom read Good Pictures, Bad Pictures to her son. And um, a few days later, he went to school. And on the schoolyard, a friend came up to him and showed him pornography on a phone. And he recognized it. So he, knew, he wasn't caught off guard. He knew what it was. And then he knew what to do about it. So he went home and he told his mom and he said, Mom, I was scared but I knew what to do. I was scared, but I knew what to do. Can you just feel that burden coming off that child? And I always say, Connie, no child deserves to face the porn industry alone. And, but that's what's happening. And they're not doing very well when they're alone facing this. So let's, let's get in there and help them and mentor them and guide them. I think a lot of parents don't realize it is an issue because they have controls on their computer. But what Parents often don't realize this. The cousins don't. The aunts and uncles don't. Grandma and grandpa don't. Classmates um, don't. Classmates don't. Kids on the basketball teams don't. The library doesn't. Well, that's all like a whole nother podcast. It is, I know. But, <laughs> but I'm just yeah. saying it's available. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, I mean, there's just, you're, you're exactly right. But you said something earlier, Kristen. It is being introduced thanks to some of this stuff that's happening in our public school system 
it is being introduced and children aren't ready for it. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about going in the sandbox and playing or going outside. And it is developmentally inappropriate. Absolutely developmentally inappropriate. But that's being forced on us. So we can we have a choice. We can put our head in the sand and say, no, not it's not happening in my family or my child. Or we can say it's happening. If my child's going to be exposed, I want to give them the tools. I don't, I don't want to expose them, but I want to give them the tools that if something is shown to them and their brain chemistry goes, what? What is that? Because that's what happens. It's, yep. it's a natural curiosity. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see that again. Did I really just see what I thought I saw? And when parents address that, I don't know what the statistics are. You probably know what the statistics are, that if we can nip this in the bud, the, the chances of our children knowing how to avoid bad pictures, and it's kind of like counterfeit money. You don't deal with counterfeit money. You deal with the real thing, and then you can tell the counterfeit right away. And, and so I'm imagining that that's the case with this as well. But so, Kristen, what are some of the tips that you have that you recommend for parents to start if they haven't already? What do you recommend for them to start? Yeah. Well, we have a wonderful free guide on defendyoungminds.com, and it is the How to Talk to Kids About Pornography, and it's a quick start guide, so you can download that, and it just starts out with some statistics and some facts. So I'm always saying, get the facts, arm the kids, continue the conversations, and that's an iterative process. Get the facts, so keep up, keep up, and you can subscribe to our newsletter. We're constantly sending out articles that help you keep up with what's happening out there and educate you and then arm the kids, you know, read them good pictures, bad pictures. We also have a brain defense digital safety course that is taught by other teens, like older peers, which is very influential on younger kids. So it's a course for seven to 11. We have one for homeschoolers and families and then continue those conversations, you know, keep them going, make it a normal part of the dangers that you talk about so that the kids know they can come to you. Is there a danger in your mind of having these conversations that maybe uncurious mind might become curious? So the danger is, there's a couple dangers. One, if you just have one conversation and that's it, okay? This needs to be an ongoing conversation. If you're worried about inciting your child's curiosity, believe me, the world is going to do it for you and maybe much sooner than you think. I just want to stop. Listeners, I want you to hear that. I get the whole don't expose a child too young, don't ignite a curiosity that doesn't exist. But we have to be discerning parents as well. And if you've prayed about it, I encourage you to be discerning, to be prayerful, and not to be afraid to bring that up, but not to make it a taboo issue as well. I think that's very critical as we try to keep our children on that path of not going down the road of pornography. Absolutely, Connie. I wish we didn't live in a world where this was necessary. I wish my books weren't necessary, but we can do something. We can't put our heads in the sand. We can do something to help educate them and empower them to reject pornography from the get-go, reject sexting from the get-go, and then they're going to be able to have happy, successful lives and not be burdened with addiction, with guilt and shame. That then they're carrying on into their 
marriage or right. for the rest of their lives. So right. I think the work that you're doing, Kristen, is just so needed and so well-received. Your books are easy and simple to understand. I like that it's just, like you said, it's a simple plan to protect young minds. And we, we do need simple, don't we? Right. And not complex. So where can everybody find you? Yeah. You can find me at defendyoungminds.com. You can also find the books on Amazon. As I said, they're bestsellers there. Come and check us out on our website. Also, we're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So check us out there. We have so many helpful posts and guides that you can download. And, you know, kids are just safer from all sexual exploitation when they know how to reject pornography. You're so right. Kristen, thank you for coming on Equipped to Be. Friends, we're going to have all of this in the show notes, so make sure you go over to ConnieAlbers.com. Tell your friends. Share this with friends uh, because we want all of our children, our friends' kids, to be safe, and we don't want them to be riddled with addictions or pornography issues going through their teen years and beyond. So this is one way that you can help your children and help them by defending their minds by your proactive actions. So thank you for tuning in to this edition to Equipped to Be. Everything will be in the show notes and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.